Blessed be the God who calls us again and again into newness of life. Amen. Before I get into the, uh, the meat, as it were, of the sermon I want to preach, I want to say um, a word of explanation about that delightful gospel passage we just heard that uh, on the surface at least can seem quite uh, unappealing. The whole middle of that passage is a series of uh, metaphorical statements made by Jesus that are strung together about uh, stumbling blocks and millstones and uh, cutting off uh, body parts to avoid hell and the unquenchable fire. Again, highly metaphorical statements. And uh, what you don't get from the text is that the, the word that is translated as hell actually refers to a, a specific geographic location near Jesus' ministry where previously human sacrifice had been conducted. And then that location had been turned into a dump at which there was a continually burning trash fire. So hell is the location where human sacrifice had happened and the unquenchable fire is a giant dump fire. And so Jesus is using these as metaphors talking about not sacrificing the life of the entire community for the sake of our own status, which is what uh, he's trying to direct when the disciples said, we tried to stop this guy from casting out a demon because he didn't follow us. So that's sort of some context. This past week, Wednesday through Friday, Ginger and I joined clergy throughout the uh, diocese of Episcopal Diocese of California that comprises most of the Bay Area for the annual clergy retreat led by our bishop up at the Bishop's Ranch in Healdsburg. And the theme of the retreat this year is that there is a central question or focus associated with each of the Gospels, and that taken together, the four central uh, themes form the process of the Christian life, and that this Christian life and path is found in baptism. In the Gospel today, we heard Jesus say, you are salted with fire, which is really a reference to baptism. Fire is receiving the Holy Spirit at baptism, that is being salted with fire. So this is the fourfold path that was laid out in a sequence. Matthew is the gospel of change. Mark is the gospel of suffering. John is the gospel of blessing. And Luke is the gospel of service. Change, suffering, blessing, service. Now this changes the order of John and Luke from what you will find if you open your New Testament, but actually does so in a way that makes more sense because the author of the Gospel of, of Luke is also the author of the Acts of the Apostles. And so we see in the Gospel of Service the manifestation of that in the book of the Acts of the Apostles. The bishop used an image of an ancient baptismal font 
that was in the shape of a cross, but with four equal length arms. So not what you might traditionally imagine as a crucifix uh, with a long vertical post and a shorter horizontal post higher up, but rather a cross with four equal arms, with each one of these arms associated with one of the Gospels and its theme in the fourfold path. As Christians, we say that our baptism is dying and rising with Christ. In baptism, we die and rise again. And so change and suffering represent our dying to what was. And blessing and service represent rising to new life. This is what it means to be baptized into the name of and life of Christ. So these four Gospels and our baptism ask each of us four essential questions. How do I deal with and accept change? How do I deal with and accept suffering? How do I receive blessing? How do I serve? Now our baptism and the Christian life are a process. So we are continually somewhere on the fourfold path. Where are you on the path now? Change, suffering, blessing, service? Which question are you asking? Now our identity can also be focused in one of these areas. For me, change is a central part of my vocation as a priest. Now the path, of course, always points us towards service, which in turn, of course, changes us. And we can actually see the entire fourfold path in the reading we heard from Numbers. The situation of the Israelites has changed. They were slaves. Now they are no longer slaves. That situation has changed. They are out in the wilderness. But they perceive themselves from that change as now suffering. Perhaps uh, romanticizing what it was actually like to be a slave. And somehow thinking, oh, we had all this great access to food. Uh, we didn't have any straw, and they were killing us, but hey, we had some food. So there's this sense that they've, uh, their situation has changed, and now they're suffering, and they complain. And Moses complains to God in his suffering. I can't carry this burden. So what does God do? God hears that complaint about their suffering and then blesses the people with new leadership. Instead of just Moses, there are now 70 leaders. And the purpose of the leaders is to serve. So they have gone through change and suffering and blessing and now guided into service. And note that the people's cry for meat, if only we had meat to eat, 
is not met with actual meat, but rather with the meat of prophecy and leadership. The gospel today, too, is a celebration of those who would serve in the name of Christ, regardless of their official status. Jesus says, whoever isn't against us is for us. And we have the disciples trying to admonish and stop someone who is casting out demons in Jesus' name because he isn't following us. But Jesus is lifting up the ministry of this person who is doing work in his name. And so the question that Jesus asks in this reading, and I think it's been highlighted for us this past week uh, with the visit of Pope Francis to the United States and a focus on his ministry as a leader of the Catholic Church and as uh, a religious, religious leader throughout the world, is focusing on this question, which is at the core of Jesus' ministry, and I believe what the Pope is at least trying to do. How does the church facilitate rather than get in the way of people doing the work of Christ? The church is the body of Christ, but the institutional church can do a phenomenal job of being a stumbling block to people who are trying to follow Jesus. So we are faced with that question. Now the fourfold path of the gospel and the essential questions apply to communities as well as to individuals. We saw this with the reading from Numbers. So where is St. John's? As a congregation, which of the four questions are we asking at this time? St. John's at this time is asking How do we serve? And indeed, following this service, Ginger and members of the Outreach Committee will be conducting a forum uh, in the Fireside Room, which you should all go to, to ask that very question, how shall we serve? How shall we serve not only how, how do we do ministry for people in need, but how do we actually serve with people. St. John's is a house of prayer for all people. As we live into our baptism and into God's call for us, how will we turn our prayer into action?